It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, good Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to VolQuest.com's Trail Tidbits. I'm your narrator, Eric Kane. Your, your columnist, your expert is Matt Ray. Every single week here on Trail Tidbits, VolQuest.com. We have reached the end of the regular season, Matt Ray. Playoffs are coming for high school football. Tons of Tennessee targets and commits are still in action. But first, let's go back to that Week 11 matchup. Last game of the regular season, uh, Austin Price and I were on the call for Robbery Thursday. You were in attendance down there getting a lot of FaceTime with Josh Heupel. It was Bradley Central winning a regional championship over Bearden and Tennessee commits uh, Boo Carter, uh, Marcus Gorey. They were, you know, making plays out there. It was a big win for Bradley Central, but a good chance to see for also with the TV game. Good chance for Tennessee fans to see two commits who are going to be in orange uh, here in a little bit. Yeah, it was it was kind of a surprising outcome in that game to me. You know, I mean, I thought. You know, Brad, I expected Bradley to punch early, and they did. You know, they're on that opening drive, had some really nice success. Um, and and Bearden, and Bearden hung around for a little bit, but the game got away from them. Uh, you know, Boo Carter made plays. Marcus Gorey made plays. The quarterback there for um, for Bradley Central, Caleb Martin, I believe is his yep. name. Mm-hmm. Man, he, he, was the, he was the X factor in that game for me was – just really did a lot of things well with his legs that either extending plays and working off schedule or when things broke down, finding a way to get a first down. So, you know, I thought for Bradley Central, you look like the number one team in the state in a region championship game. Now the real season's here. Um, you know, you got five more to go to, to get where you want to. But at the end of the day, you know, Boo Carter, Marcus Gorey, with Josh Hopple in attendance, I thought they shined really, really bright. Um, I thought both guys made some plays. I thought both guys were really physical on the defensive side of the football. Um, you know, Boo Carter is is a walking highlight reel. Um, and he said after the game, you know, in talking with him that he knew Josh Hopple would be there. He couldn't let that get in his head. He wants to put on a show anytime there's somebody there to see him. He felt like he did that, and you know, by all accounts, he did. We'll talk about him again later in, in our stat sheet stuffers this week. But eight receptions, I think, for 108 yards, a rushing touchdown, and an interception, and then a 40-yard receiving touchdown that was called back, Eric. So it was a big night for the Vols commit. Um, I mean, they're a piece of Bradley Central history now. Undefeated season, uh, region championship for the first time since 1980. You know, what I was impressed with, um, just the talent in that football game. So, of course, we know about Boo Carter. We know about Marcus Gorey. Uh, if anybody was keeping track at home, we said Tennessee commits probably no less than 75 times on the broadcast. But, um, I mean, that was a story. But you mentioned the quarterback, Caleb Martin. Um, I believe he is a Miami, Ohio commit. And I think he, he's a Miami, Ohio commit, but I think he's playing defensive back for them. Um, Tito Williams is a Northwestern commit. We know about Bearden Merriweather. He's a commit for Purdue. Uh, we know Ran about the ball the, uh, really well. Man yeah, we, hard. We, and Jason Thompson, the sophomore, is just he's had a fantastic year. And so Brody Smith, I mean, we know yeah, about bro. the talents in this game. But, you know, for I thought Marcus Gorey, who is always second fiddle to Boo Carter in this conversation, 
You know, they don't throw his way an awful lot. I know he plays safety. They kind of move him around a little bit. He made some impact plays. There was one play on, on kickoff team, man, where he was just run down the field and he was just – uh, just no regard for his body, which is the perfect type of player for kickoff team. And, and he made some D1 plays. He he made some breaks on some footballs and some tackles in open spaces I thought were big. But you mentioned Boo Carter. Um, from the get-go, there was a touchdown callback on the opening drive. Doesn't count, but it was like 40-some-odd yards. He broke like four or five tackles, springs into the end zone, gets into the guy's face, and gets flagged for it. Um, that was so electric. But had a rushing touchdown. Um, they went to him early and often through the receiving game. Um, he was dynamic, man. I mean, that was that was a really, really fun game to watch. And, and it obviously, and I, I would assume that this is like how they are for every game, they they wanted to get the ball in Boo's hands to set the tone. And then from there, they just kind of kind of coasted in that football game. Yeah, they did. And I, I start with Marcus, you know. I think when you look at him, he's a guy that – and you say this – I feel like you say this with several guys, but Marcus Gorey is just starting to scratch the surface of his potential. He's a really good instinctual football player. Um, he, he can really make some nice plays, just instincts alone. But at the end of the day, you're talking about a guy that has so much room to grow mm-hmm. um, in, in his physical frame. As he does so, I know this sounds crazy, but as he does so, I think he gets faster. I think as he continues to get in the weight room, I think he's going to get faster as he gets bigger and stronger. Um, you know, so I think you're talking about a guy that is not even close to playing his best football, but is making big-time plays on Friday night. And then Boo Carter, I mean, he did a little bit of everything on Friday night – or on Thursday night, I'm sorry. Um, you know, he he's running through arm tackles. He's coming up in the box. He's mowing people down behind the line of scrimmage. This guy is – everywhere on the football field. Bradley Central, Damon Floyd, and those guys are so creative in the ways that they get Boo Carter the football. Uh, I just can't imagine being a, a defensive coordinator right now and having to try to scheme for him with, you know, Caleb Martin back there at quarterback, knowing that he can beat you just as easy with his legs. And then they've got a really good ground game with Jayon Terry. Um, you know, number two, I can't remember his name, but it was like when they needed a, they needed a hammer he was the hammer. Hey, hey, he he had a cowboy collar on, so you knew he, he had was a, a cowboy dude. collar on. He was yeah, right out there looking like Tim Riggins. <laughs> yes, yes, I name dropped that uh, on the broadcast, and nobody said anything. I'm like, I mean, yeah, Packer dropped a Booby Miles reference, and I'm like, dude, you didn't catch Tim Riggins? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but now nah, Bradley Central was fun to watch, and we'll see how far they go. And of course, you know the highlights there: Boo Carter and Marcus Gorey. Uh, real quick though, when you were down on the sideline, you spent a lot of time with Josh Heupel. Did he mention anything about Boo, about Marcus, when they made some plays that were kind of noteworthy and interesting? Yeah, I think it's just the physicality. You know, again, I, I think that's something Tennessee likes with both of those guys. Um, I think you, I think they like the room to grow with uh, Marcus Goria, again, just starting to tap into that potential a little bit. And I think with Boo Carter, again, and we talked about this in the Monday night chat, I think we probably talked about it a million times on the board, it seems like already, is Boo Carter really – because every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever they play, Boo Carter is doing something dynamic with a football yeah. in his hands, right? So it's easy to ask. I think no matter he, what, he's going to be a returner at Tennessee for no sure. No matter what. No matter and, what. And if, he's, if he plays safety, like is the assumption, right, maybe like what we're talking about with D. Williams right now, maybe from the get-go you have some packages and personnel things, but maybe he'll play offense. But no matter what, in terms of – trying to make a play with the ball in his hands. He's going to be a returner yeah. here at Tennessee. Yeah, he. you're going to find a way to get the football in his hands as a returner. Now, we'll see where they go. I mean, 
I wouldn't completely rule out the chance of him playing offense, but I think he probably lines up on the defensive side of the football first. You know, Brent was talking about in the chat, if, if I'm coaching, he's playing offense for me. I kind of agree with that, but at some point, I do think it's hard to sit back and say, you know, maybe a safety like this, especially from the in-state ranks, doesn't come along very often, right? Yeah. And dating back to the summer, back to before Boo Carter committed, one thing that I consistently heard was just how physical he is. And I'm not talking just in terms of tackling. I'm talking in coverage, down the field. It's you can't – all of those things that he does in the short area offensively to create separation, good luck trying to do that against him as a defender because all those same things apply. That lateral quickness and short area burst, the ability to use his hands and kind of manipulate the play. I mean, he, he's been excellent at that. There was a camp um, two summers ago, Eric, we were at, and it, it was a really good camp when you look back to it. There were, there were a lot of really good football players there that day on campus camp. And Boo Carter played some offense. He scored a touchdown. But he shut down every guy that they put in front of him as a defender, you know. So he's super, super physical. He's really hard to get through. So I don't know the answer. I don't know where Boo Carter plays, but I I don't – I was also told this in the summer. That's a guy that you take and you're just excited to have him for your program because he can make an impact on either side of the football so, you know, you have to trust this staff to figure it out. They've been really good with those evaluations. Yep. As we'll see in stat sheet stuffers here in a little bit, um, really not stay receiving, had a rushing touchdown, had an interception. Uh, Boo Carter was all over the place. All right, let's shift gears now and let's go to just talking about the month of November. Not the biggest recruiting weekend coming up for UConn and homecoming, but the month of November is going to be huge. Okay, you got UConn, you're going on the road to Missouri, coming back for the Georgia game. We know how big that game is going to be. You've got Vanderbilt to finish out the regular season after that um and, and there's also some uh you know commits elsewhere that tennessee's still you know hanging out with and, and trying to get back on campus as uh, potential flip targets yeah you know the month of november i think is a really big month um you know i i do think tennessee's still probably that team in chase position for daniel hill right now i depend on who you talk to it still seems to feel like alabama is in the best position there but again he hasn't pulled the trigger yet, and this one's gone back and forth really dating back to August. But it does feel like he'll make a decision sometime in November, and the Vols are a factor, um, you know, but I, I I do not think that they're the team to beat. I think they fell off a little bit, but we'll see where things go. Um, it feels like Cam Michael's still going to make a decision somewhere around Thanksgiving. <clears throat> You're talking about a guy that I expect at Georgia this weekend. I, I don't know that that visit is completely locked in, and talking to some folks throughout the last week, I think the Bulldogs have some ground to make up, and it starts with this visit. If it goes very well, then you can expect them to probably push pretty hard, but I think, you know, they have some ground to make up. I think right now the two teams that you hear the most about are Tennessee and Colorado. Deion Sanders' program has stayed in this. It felt like they kind of faded away at one point. Um, that's no longer the case. They're in this. They've worked really hard. They're recruiting him as a two-way guy. Can they use him the same way that they've used Travis? You, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, that that's what they're selling. They're going to find somebody along those lines to, to sell that to, I think. Is it Cam Michael? 
we'll see. They're battling for him. Um, as of now, expect him back in town for the Georgia game, uh, November 18th. We'll see where things go. We'll see if he makes a trip somewhere on November 11th. Colorado's working to get him in town that weekend. Um, I think one of the biggest things maybe going for, for Colorado right now is they have his cousin committed an edge out of Statesboro, a teammate, and they're they're leaning on that pretty hard. I don't think they're a, a bona fide package deal or anything like that, but I do think it's something that's working in their favor. It's keeping Colorado consistently in Cam Michael's mind. Um, now, I feel like Texas A&M's probably falling off just a little bit. Um, but as far as guys committed elsewhere in the month of November – it could be big for Tennessee as they're working to get some guys to campus. Um, I think they've got a good chance to get Kyle Bates up here for the Georgia game as he continues to remain pretty open in things. The LSU commitment um, you know, has, has continued to, to be open to conversation with Tennessee. Florida State's remained involved there. Um, we'll see if he makes it to Tallahassee at some point. But from everything I've gathered, he's continued to have pretty consistent, positive dialogue with the Tennessee staff. So we'll see. I think that's a guy that, you know, at one point in the summer, Tennessee had a lot of the momentum. LSU, that one went back and forth, and LSU ultimately ended up winning out. Amaris Williams, a Florida commitment, a guy that's a top 125 prospect along the defensive line, told me earlier this week that he's planning to be in town, uh, most likely for the Georgia game. He took an Ohio State official visit earlier in the month. Uh, the Buckeyes are cer- certainly appear to be deep in this one now, and, and Florida's not going away either. Um, you know, I, I, we'll see who else Tennessee gets into town that is committed elsewhere. I think they would like to get Max LeBlanc here. I think there's a chance that happens, but, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think I thought there was a chance that that could happen in September, and I thought there was a chance that could happen in October. So and, until he's on campus, you know, we'll see. Um, but that – Man, that Georgia game, and you know, don't want to keep overstating this, Eric, but that weekend is huge. I mean, that that is a a massive recruiting weekend for the Vols in twenty four and twenty five. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Also for you baseball fans out there, massive recruiting weekend. Tons of signees by that point will be on campus and we're talking about you know, 20 to 25 guys for baseball as well. Okay, back to football. Uh, that time in the program, Trail Tidbits, when we look at our stat sheet stuffers, we're going to go ahead and start. What a day there for Tennessee quarterback commit for the class of 2024 class. Jake Merklinger, we got him going 3-19, 193 yards, and three touchdowns. Yes, 3-19. of 19. No, it's supposed to be, if you're watching on YouTube, 
13 for 19. Okay, three of 19, a buck 93, and three TDs would be a hell of a football game. It's supposed to be 13 to 19. Our graphics department messed up there, but 13 to 19, 193 yards and three touchdowns. Matt Ray, Jake Marklinger just continues to have a really, really solid season. Yeah, nine and oh. Nine and oh with a really good chance to get to ten and oh here. He's playing really good football. He's really confident. Um uh, as you talk to people in the state of Georgia and you and you turn on the film, you can see how confident Jake Merklinger is in his ability. But the thing to me is just his ability as a decision maker. He he's so quick, he's so crisp in, in what they ask him to do there at Calvary Day. Um it's pretty, again, we say it feels like we say this every time we talk about him on here, but it's pretty easy to see why, you know, Jake Merklinger was a priority for Tennessee early on in this class. You move away from Jake Merklinger here, and we go back to our graphic as I'm doing this on the fly. Let's continue to work up a 2025 running back commit last week. Justin Baker, five attempts, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Baker. Uh, looking good the uh, game after becoming a ball or committing to uh, Tennessee. Yeah, uh, Justin Baker is a guy. Again, we, we talked a little bit about him leading into his commitment. Last week, he, he had announced his decision um, shortly after Trail Tidbits released on Wednesday. But this is a guy that when you talk to folks at Tennessee, they love the player. They love the kid even more. This is a guy that is an ideal Culture fit. You talk to people around the Buford program. This guy does everything the right way, exactly what you want him to do. He lives in the film room. He lives in the weight room. He's a great teammate. He takes everything in stride, and he puts the football team first. And it just turns out he's a really good football player, too. Um, You know, I think everybody gets caught up looking at this ranking right here. I touched on this a little bit on the general's quarters, but – this is a guy that played behind Justice Haynes last year, a former five-star that went to Alabama um, and had, had transferred into Buford. So um, Justin Baker played linebacker, and he played um, running back for Buford last year, and he got touches behind uh, Justice Haynes. But, man, Justin Baker was making plays all over the field last year. I saw him opening week at the Freedom Bowl at Milton High School, and um, he had a pick six – Right away, you know, housed it as a – that's how he kicked off his sophomore season. Um, he, he made plays as a linebacker. He made plays for that Buford team down the stretch as a running back. He's been really good this year. Um, it's been a little bit more balanced with Dylan Raiola being involved, the the five-star quarterback that's committed to Georgia in this class. They, they've thrown the ball around a little bit more with him and K.J. Bolden there. But Justin Baker just remains steady. Uh, you know, as you see there, averaging 12 yards in an attempt. Now, it was a big win – on Friday night, it, it was a route over a Mountain View team, but a Mountain View team that's got a Georgia defensive line commitment up front and some really good talent across the board, a, a program that's continuing to improve. Um, so a really nice night for Justin Baker. Let's go to Pey- Peyton Lewis, uh, running back commit for Tennessee, class of 2024. Two rushing touchdowns, uh, but the highlight for him on the night he was presented with his Under Armour All-American jersey, and he and a teammate are both going to go play in that game. Uh, Peyton Lewis, uh, another really, really good game for Salem. Yeah, Salem is continuing to have a really productive season behind Peyton Lewis and Chris Cole up there. Um, probably should have highlighted Peyton Lewis in this last week if I could have found the stat at the time. He rushed for five touchdowns last week, uh, four in wow. the second half. Yeah, four in the second half. So seven touchdowns in the last two weeks. Way to go. Got his All American, Under Armour All American jersey. 
Um, you know, so a guy that I think continues to improve his game, I think when you look at what Tennessee's done at the running back position this year under Jerry Mack and the way those guys have continued to make strides, I think when you look at the way Jalen Wright runs, Dylan Sampson runs, I think you see why Peyton Lewis is a good fit for this Tennessee offense. He's patient. He's explosive. He can run through some tackles, does some really nice things at the second level. Um, so that, you know, obviously with any freshman back coming in, you've got to go through pass pro. You've got to get that all that stuff picked up. Um, you've got to get the scheme down. You've got to understand the physicality and that the speed of the game is not always there. Where at the high school level where you're hitting some of those holes and, and running 70, you know, 70 yards untouched, you're going to find contact from, from different angles and things like that. But I think Peyton Lewis – um, is a guy that just continues to improve his stock and has done so since he committed to Tennessee earlier this year. All right, and we will conclude with a stat line that we kind of danced around the entire show, but Boo Carter and that Bradley Central Regional Championship win over Bearden on rivalry Thursday last week, eight receptions, 108 yards, a rushing touchdown. Uh, he was going to have a receiving touchdown on the play of the night, but he got called back, had an interception on defense, uh, Boo Carter, as you called him earlier, as you phrase him, he is a just a walking highlight reel. Yeah, he is. I thought, you know, the 40-yard the touchdown reception that got called back was – I mean, it was electric, obviously. It kind of set – it kind of you know, set the tempo. Um, you know, he he earned that penalty there at the end. Oh, and, and that's something that we talked about in the broadcast. I mean, I've seen Boo play before. I know he's emotional and everything, but, I mean, he – he broke like seven tackles, but you yeah. know, got into the end zone. It was just a heck of a play. And then he just goes and gets in the face of the defensive back there. And it's like, all right, now you got to channel that. You got, you got to, like, it's an obvious penalty. I mean, but yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, and it was a heck of a play. And, you know, he told me after the game, and it's, it's hard not to respect this in the, in the grand scheme of things. He told me after the game, told me and AP both after the game, I was take, he said, I, I took this game very personal. And this is kind of the mindset for Boo Carter, right? I took this game very personal because I lost a region championship in similar situations last year. He didn't lose that region championship at Bradley Central. He lost it at CCS. But because of that experience a year ago, he's going to take it out on Bearden. You have to respect that in, yeah. in a football player. But I thought that play was electric. I, I kind of thought it set, you know, set the tone for the game, how Bradley was going to come after. But overall, Eric, I thought the interception, I, I thought that was maybe, as far as plays that stood, I thought that was the best play Boo Carter made all night. He was all over the field, certainly. Quarter Quarterback for Bearden broke contain, worked outside the pocket. It looked like an easy touchdown. Yeah. It looked like an easy touchdown, and Boo Carter glided over there, snagged it, put it into one hand, and came right up the sidelines as he trotted out in the end zone. I just it looked to me, it looked effortless. It didn't look like he should have made up that much ground. And then the fact that he did so so effortlessly, I just thought that was his best play of the night. I was gonna say just the quickness to get over there. Yeah. I, I thought uh, Drew Perry Bearden's quarterback played I mean they were down a lot in the first half, but I thought he played really pretty good football in the first half. In the second half I just thought, you know, Bradley Central made some plays, and that's one of the plays you were talking about. I mean, it looks effortless, but, man, the speed to to catch up and uh, to, to cover a lot of ground in, in just a short amount of time and make a play, finish the play. I mean, that was 
That was really, really good. All right. Trail tidbits. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, playoffs are ongoing. Matt Ray putting you on the spot. Where are you going to be this weekend? Are you going to be anywhere? Yes, you will. I know you will be. Where are you going to be? I don't know for certain that I will be anywhere this weekend. Wow. There's how lazy are you? Good grief. I know, man. There's a chance. There's a chance I'll be somewhere on Thursday night. This weekend is my birthday. Um, so uh, my my parents are trying to convince me to to stay around and do something. And I'm trying big three to... 3-0 for Matt Ray. Everybody wish him happy birthday. Big 3 So There's a chance I'll be somewhere Thursday night. But if not, we'll see. I'll be at the game on Saturday. You know, so that, that's got to count for something. Matt Ray, one of the hardest working guys on the beat, especially on the recruiting trail. And we do trail tidbits every here, every week here at VolQuest.com Wednesday afternoon. For Matt Ray, I am Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for listening and watching us here at VolQuest.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.